0: Welcome to the Trailblazers podcast, the podcast for women who want to create more wealth in both life and business without compromising what you value. We live in a world that tells you there is a limit to joy, peace, success, and wealth, and that you must trade what you value to create more of what you want. I'm here to teach you how to become wildly successful, influential, and wealthy, doing it your way. Hey, I'm Nicole, your flow-based business coach, and in my world, the way you create more wealth on the outside is by accessing wealth from the inside. After building what looked like a successful coaching business on the outside, on the inside, I felt unaligned, tired, and envious of the coach who truly enjoyed her lifestyle and whose business supported her. Safe to say, I was tired of the hustle and doing things somebody else's way. So I made a decision to build my business and live life in harmony with what felt aligned to me. I activated my intuition, learned how to slow down, practiced radical self-trust, and shifted strategies in my business to what was more aligned to me. And guess what? I saw my energy light up, my life expand, and my business results grow even more effortlessly. By leaning into my flow, following what lit me up, and tuning inward, I unlocked new levels of abundance in my life and business with ease. And that's why in this podcast, I'm on a mission to help people like you build a business that truly does support your lifestyle, generates money with ease, and most importantly, lights up your soul. I believe you do not need to box yourself in, play small, or trade what you value to become wildly successful. So, are you ready to activate your flow? Let's get into today's episode. Hello my loves. I'm back this week with a fun episode. I wanted to share with you guys a conversation that I recorded with my partner Jose, where I asked him about the experience of being my partner as I had this major transition from wanting to settle down and, you know, do all the adult stuff to deciding that I wanted to be a digital nomad and basically scrapping all of those plans to uproot, sell all my belongings, and experience traveling and working for an extended period of time. So you guys know if you've been on my socials that I made this decision maybe like late last year, so about like five, six months ago, and around about The like two month mark where it was really dawning on me that I wanted to do this and I didn't want to wait or hold off on it. I finally told my partner. I had told him about this decision before I had even booked a flight. And I remember for me, it was the most scary thing because we were just talking about settling and moving in together and, you know, basically establishing our life here in Sydney, Australia. Although we both knew that we valued travel and all these things at the time that we were having this conversation, it wasn't in our, like, it wasn't in our sights to be having this lifestyle where we would be apart for long periods of time. And so for me, like actually having the courage to share this to him was such a big deal. And then, um, eventually I booked the flight and, you know, down goes the story down goes the story. What I don't know why I said that, but you know what I mean? Like the story unfolds. So I thought I would share with you his perspective. We recorded this while we were on like a little staycation just last weekend And it was actually such a nice conversation because some of the things that came out in that chat was stuff that I didn't really know he was feeling at the time. So I found that really interesting. And also we thought it would be helpful for those of you who maybe are in relationships and are experiencing that sort of limbo place where you want to honor your partner, you want to honor the things you've talked about, but you also have these goals, dreams, and intentions that you want to live out. And I think one of the things I said in this episode was how important it is to really believe that the best version of your partner is the one that is most fulfilled, aligned, and happy. And that involves detaching from the initial plans and intentions that you set way back when you didn't know what you wanted. And I think for us, that's been a massive learning curve or learning point from this whole experience, because me stepping back into integrity and alignment to what I wanted and valued and being brave enough to stand up for that and to desire it, to give myself permission for it, actually changed his life. And And it talks about how it opened up his world and it reconnected him back to what he felt aligned and most lit up doing and I feel like sometimes we settle because we're afraid of what our partners are going to say or that they might deny us the access to the things we want and we think that we have to just settle for where we are right now and what we first discussed and I think it doesn't serve us in our relationships and it doesn't serve us in our personal growth and so my loves as you listen to this Uh, discussion, this conversation that I'm having with my partner in this week's episode, I hope that you find some level of courage and some level of alignment back to yourself and your own desires and to remember that when you honor yourself first and when you um, treat yourself with integrity and dignity and you validate your own desires and callings in life, there is no reason why those who love you wouldn't. And yes, it's gonna come with hard conversations, uncomfortable situations, but if they are somebody who truly does love you and wants to support you, you'll find that it makes you better and stronger. Not denying it will be uncomfortable and it might be a long road and journey, but it always works out for the best. And so I hope that our conversation encourages you and I hope that you follow along with the journey on my surrender experiment as I go to Asia for the first time solo as a digital nomad. The last thing I wanna say is in the show notes, I've dropped a link to my blog, The Surrender Experiment, where you can follow along on my journey. I'm going to be picking up more blogging, maybe vlogging, not making any promises, but I'm definitely going to be documenting and sharing my journey, my insights, my thoughts, my experiences, and even all the fun locations and people I meet along the way when I am traveling through Southeast Asia. And I want to make this information accessible to you guys so that if any part of you wants to do something like this, you have the resource and the connection to do it and you know that you can also come to me at any time on Instagram to chat about anything that really resonates with you or maybe anything that you need support with as well. Maybe it's on a personal level. Maybe it's on a business level. Maybe it's just like in a life as a whole level, but I want you to know that that is available for you and you can subscribe to the blog in the link. I mean, yeah, in the link in the show notes. I don't know why my brain just messed up, but okay, let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Bye. How has this whole chapter of life been for the both of us, especially with, um, you know, myself traveling for three months and going really, really soon. And then for you being my partner, how has all of that been? At least that's what my people in my world are curious about.
1: Hmm. From the side of being your partner, not side, the perspective of being your partner and knowing that you're going to be. We're going to be apart for three months At first It was shh. I can't swear It was <laughs> <You can swear. laughs> shit So um, Initially That's the initial reaction Because you don't really think You don't really plan for this stuff And especially in the First few years Of us uh, Being together like I say first two years, it wasn't really a thing that I thought that would happen. Like I always thought, it was like right, when we travel, it'll be just it will always be us two or with people around us. So, but not really apart. So, The um, question was like, what was my perspective? Or what's
0: yeah? How thoughts? was the experience for you experience. from like when I first told you to where we are now?
1: Yeah, it it was it's been a roller coaster ro- roller coaster of a ride just because um emotionally like it's just I I never had the thought of you of like um like uh, there was never a trust issue. Like a lot of people thought like it's a trust issue thing, but um like oh, do you, do you reckon that Nicole's gonna, you know, talk to other guys? It's like no. I can understand why people would think that that wasn't really the idea for me. That wasn't really like a thought that came to my head. Like I always trust you. It's it's more so like the, I, the thought, because knowing you as a person, like what if you don't come, or what if you come back and um, you just think, oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. That was the biggest thing in my mind. Is I think that just consumed me a lot was like, what if, uh, yeah, you change
0: like that if I come back that I'll keep wanting to go travel or uh
1: yeah that and like just change like you you do a complete 180 and realize like oh I'm not that um I'm not like significant after all Mm.
0: Mm, yeah I'm also I think I'm curious like for the audience watching (laughs) I'm curious for them (laughs) what what it what it took for you to obviously that was then but here now um you feel very different so firstly how do you feel now and it's been what two three months since I first told you so two three months of just processing yep how do you feel now and what did it take for you to feel the way you feel now
1: uh how I feel now is is definitely way different now like the uh, like there was a lot of grieving that needed to happen grieving just like really letting it letting myself feel like like this sucks mm. and but with that it said like it's not just grieving and that's it there's a lot of uh processing that involved uh, as a couple one and two is on my own like maybe all, all these things are just in my head because i could be a majority of it actually I know when it comes to a relationship, there's two people involved. So, uh, a lot of it was communicating with you, how I felt, and we just talk it out. And I think uh, things are better when we talk about it rather than like toxic thoughts enter my brain and just assume the worst all the time. So, a lot of it was fighting, (laughs) lots and lots of fighting
0: was it fighting uh, I didn't see it as fighting I just feel like it was just like discussion that we've never had before that was like really uncomfortable but I feel like we weren't actually fighting about anything like you never once tried to stop me from going
1: yeah I guess and so. I never felt that way I think when I explain to people I just say fighting just because it's easier to explain nah <laughs> like, why would
0: you tell people we fighting if we're not like fighting we just,
1: I mean I just say we fought about it because it's like it's easy to say oh yeah we fought about it but I guess if I really go into detail with it it's not really fighting it's really it's just like a discussion that's really uncomfortable to have and like both of us feel uneasy yeah and that seems to be the, the case when people fight is <laughs> both people feel uneasy they feel uncomfortable but I don't think yeah I
0: think fighting is like disagreeing but well, I don't think we at, were disagreeing. At we were
1: disagreeing, though.
0: What were we disagreeing about?
1: Huh?
0: What were we, dis- bleh, what were we disagreeing about?
1: Well, you, you kept saying, like, no, I'm not going to ch- change or, or, or whatever. And I was like, are you sure? Like, mm. what if you do? What if you do? Mm. And it, that way we were going back and forth in that mm-hmm. way.
0: I don't think it's disagreeing. I think I just see it as, like... Because the thing was, we... You wanted this for me the whole time. But you, were, you had these fears of, like, so. you were afraid that I was going to change and i come back and maybe be unhappy, but I didn't see things that way. But I think what we were actually not in agreement with was probably, like, the fact that we didn't feel the same about it. Like, I was like, there's no real reason why I would change. Like, you already know me as a person. Um, and I don't have any intention, like, to go and to, like, do anything else other than to just be myself and expand my worldview and I don't know I think for me the discomfort wasn't it was more that you were unable to at the time accept or process that this could be good it was like a lot of fear around that mm. and so I felt feel like a lot of the resistance or tension in the beginning it didn't feel like a fight to me it just felt like me reassuring that nothing bad was going to happen and then you came around to a different belief or to a different way of seeing things so around that like what was the turning point and what did you stop thinking and start thinking instead
1: uh, what the turning point really like i said it, it involved a lot of like processing it on my own and talking about it with you because a lot of it was internal, and I think the the less, if I didn't talk about as much as we did, I think the there would be a lot of internal fights and insecurities coming up.
0: Mm, so, what kind of stuff did we have to talk about?
1: I guess it's like, um, like the whole. I don't know. Do you remember?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, one of them might be. Like we, I don't know, it was like, it was always around a very similar topic and it was to do with feeling, you feeling that this could be a good thing. I know one of the conversations we had, I actually told you, you know, this could be a good thing for you as well as for me, because, you know, obviously the saying like, distance makes the heart grow fonder. But for me, my idea was that I find myself a lot when i'm on my own and i'm very independent and i knew that for me doing my own thing it always fills oh, me in well, a new way yeah. yeah and then for you it was sort of like there was a lot of the future looked like us two doing things together going through life stages together and it was like not that we had we never really have a set plan like oh in three years we're gonna do this in two years we're gonna do that but it was like this projection that we had initially somewhat come to an agreement on that we were gonna um work hard now and then maybe travel later and then sort of like i think move in as well like that was on the table that was
1: on the cards like even moving in together this year yeah we had discussed that
0: and it was like i think maybe a feeling of i was doing my own thing and that there was no um preconceived plan of what that would look like wasn't on the table yeah so i think for you that that was something that you acknowledged like yeah it's just it's a bit of a shock and i had to my my perspective on it was like what if this is what needs to happen though in order for that to be the best thing to happen later so what if the time apart is what will help us become stronger as individuals and is what strengthens our relationship because i'm very like optimistic that way (laughs) there's always something good about something happening and then i'll detach from the initial expectation as soon as possible even if it's even if it doesn't make sense to i'll just detach from the initial plan
1: yeah the initial plan of like um like the whole moving in together sort of thing
0: yeah like as soon as i knew that i wanted to travel like i can't do both can't be in two places at one time i was like i just told myself this is the best case scenario to actually find not necessarily find ourselves but to develop who we are more and basically coaching myself into believing like there's no other way other than to just keep being keep pursuing what each of us are here to do and to let life just keep realigning us back together if that is where we're meant to be rather than trying to force this initial plan which I feel like a lot of couples can fall into as well or even just individuals where you have this plan of how it should pan out but you have this other passion or calling to do something and you don't listen to it because you think your first plan is better
1: I think, I think attachment is, was the biggest thing to was the, that helped with the process like um for like well now we've been together three years but at the time we were quote unquote fighting it was about two and a half years and throughout that time um i think there was an idea of like like i said that there was no plan for us for this to happen and then the attachment to that was like i think there was an ex well, there was an expectation. That we sort of didn't really set set it, but it's like, oh, we were we already talked about moving in together. We already talked about, like, we even talked about marriage. Like, we went to all these weddings and, like, so the topic of marriage would come up. And then, I think there was an attachment to that. And then, as then, bombshell! Oh yeah, I want to travel. And I was like, hold the phone, like, I think that's what sort of caused a spanner in the works and then um, with that with that happening causes an emotional response from say me which was, yeah which made me feel uneasy but what really helped me uh, sort of detach was um, well for years and years ago before I met you obviously I was not obviously Years and years ago, before I met you, when I was single, I was traveling a lot. Like, a lot. Like, from the top of my head right now. Before I met you, I was, I've was i probably been to already, I don't know, like, maybe 12 to 14 countries just traveling. I mean, to, to some people, that's a lot. To, to others, it's not much. To me, it's like, I feel like it's a good amount of countries, but in that time, uh, it's I managed to find myself when I was single. Like I thought like, oh, like this is, like I actually fell in love with it. But then when I, when we got together, I was already focused on my career and obviously like with, with the lockdowns, traveling was not an option. Um, I think I sort of lost that touch of myself I think that's where I sort of forgot about it, but then when I realized that, that like, this could do so much. It did a lot for me. I know it's going to do a lot for you, and I, that's why I sort of started to accept. Like the one of the initial things is like, oh, I just got to let her do it, because I know it'll be good for her. Mm. Like I remember, like even like your sister talking to me, like how or how do you feel about it? And my response was just like, I just got to let her do it. It's
0: for you. Was there like a cap where you're like? it's just this once and then after that you've got to you know like it's like you've just got to get it out of your system but there's this expectation that it needs to settle down like I need to
1: be a certain way initially yes initially I thought like it's just one time one time really but I think that thought is just gonna be uh, it's quite um, I don't know how to explain it but it's it's quite false to have like don't i reckon it's false hope like oh yeah no it's just one just one and then it'll be all better when she gets back Mm. but what that gives me is just like a false hope for like three months and then Mm. come back and it's like oh i want to keep doing it and it's like oh fucking hell like another one and i think that doesn't again that just gives me false hope like oh it's just one thing it's Mm. a one-time thing
0: and it's sort of something that like your parents say or like older people say it's like oh get it out of your system so then you'll settle down and it's like this paradigm of seeing the world as like everyone lives this same set of like life stages
1: it it can still seem off that way like everyone around us like yeah I I guess I know because we've had the conversation of like um, settling like in Australia that like it can be very easy to be attached to that. oh after the one trip, then we settle down. Like oh, obviously now I'm thinking like it's not really, I mean they could, that could happen. It might not, but I think if we attach to that plan, man, like I, I think it could just again go back to square one.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So like part of this I feel has come from me getting clear on what I value in the last few years and it has shifted from what I valued when I started when we started our relationship and even when I was starting my business journey as well which was all very similar timing and I think the more that I got clear on what I wanted in life and at this stage of life the easier it would be for me to make decisions to honor those values and then to articulate why they were important to me and I think maybe part of The struggle for couples who are long-term or couples who like set a plan is that like once you set the plan, it's almost like you don't factor in the growth process of the individual Mm. and the adaptation of like loving a person as they evolve and as they identify what they value in life. And that may include things that you don't value Mm. or that may include things that look activities that you could never do yourself. You just have to release the person to do it. And I think, like, for us, that's why there was a lot of resistance and uncomfortable conversation. But it served us, and I think it will serve every relationship because that's really how we're able to be in a place like this and be very calm and accepting because it's, like, it's not... You're not fixed to a decision you made four years ago, three years ago as the person you were three years ago with the values you held three years ago, you know? And I think that is also why you don't have to be optimistic to be able to say it but you have to believe that people are not fixed you know like even your partner even if it feels safe for them to be fixed you have like i had to believe that you as you are staying as you are now isn't going to be the best version of you the best version of you is the you that does challenging things or Or is, or the best version of our relationship is the version that weathers all these storms and goes through these things. Because unless we do them, we just like kind of settle and stay safe and do the same things. But then we just have this constant like feeling of disappointment or unfulfillment in life, Mm. in ourselves and in our relationship. That's the best way I would explain it.
1: Yeah. Very, very easy to lose. Get them um, get too uh, caught up in the other person and you lose yourself a little bit
0: mm actually, we should share the story of the first time this actually landed for you. I remember we were at uh, like I wanted to celebrate my business's two year oh, anniversary okay. and we went to the crown and it was a whole thing like a really fancy luxurious vacation and I was in my oh. Energy and like just vibing off of all the luxury, all the all the good things that light me up. And I remember just like being so excited about life and what was possible. And I had like no money in my bank account because I paid it all for the hotel room. (laughs) But I was like just so energized by the fact that this is possible for us—that we can be in anywhere we want to. We can choose to put money towards what we value. And I was having all these ideas, like I want to travel and do all these things. And I was just sharing that with you. And I remember feeling this resistance in your response and feeling like you weren't really happy. You're trying to be happy, but you weren't genuinely happy. And I remember calling that out, feeling really uncomfortable. But I was like, I'm going to call it out because it doesn't seem like a you thing to be doing. And then it opened up a can of worms.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Thailand. I want to do this. And I was like, "With what money? <laughs> 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 with what money?" <laughs> Very. Uh, I just felt like that. Uh, that's like a. You sound like our parents. It's like you're. It's like you feel dumpy and I'm Claire, and you're, and I'm like, Well like you're, you're, um, what's his name? Like I'm Cam. No, sorry. Like you're Cam, and I'm Mitchell. Yeah. Like yeah. The, I'm the I'm the serious one. And it's like <laughs> with what money? Like what do you? You yeah. guys are dreamers. I'm the realist sort of guy. Like it's mm. what we felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I actually felt a little bit. I was challenging, a past self of mine. When you said all oh, that, because mm. like oh, nah, that, that's a past. Like, for me, I thought I was like that was a past for me. Like, why are you doing that? That was old. That's old news. I think that's why I started resistance, and then as well at the same time, it's like, "What you are just gonna live like you're single now, are you?" Mm. That's what well, that's what I was also thinking. Cause I remember when I thought that I was single. Mm. So when I said I want to go, I want basically the goal of my one of the goals of my life is to fill out my passport with stamps, right? Twenty twenty seven is when it gets expired so got three what four more years to fill that thing up, you know. But. Um, when I remember when I got my passport. I was what 18, 19, like a new one. And I was like, alright, my goal is to fill this thing with stamps. So but at the time I was single. I was like, yeah, sweet ass no girls in my life, who cares? I'll do it. So I just thought, yeah, I'll go out to I'll go out to all these different countries and cities, you know, get shit faced, go meet people, blah 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 and when you said that that's what i thought you're gonna do and think why why are you living like you're single like you know like we're we're in a relationship now but that's what i always only saw it as
0: Mm, it's true and it and for me i remember saying like why does this what does this have to do with Living like you're single. Like, I could see the connection for you, but I remember really, like, challenging that as well. Like, why is it directly... It's, like, mutual. Mutually. I forgot the word. (laughs) It's, like... It's directly correlated that if a person wants to travel and see the world, it's got something to do with messing around and just acting like you're single and not having... Not really caring about anyone else but yourself. And I just... And I remember seeing it so differently as well. Like, and the thing, one of the things that I had said maybe a few months later in one of our other conversations was how I truly believed that me finding this new part of myself, as well as you being away from me is what's going to develop our relationship more. And so back then when that conversation first happened, I wanted, like, I genuinely believed that that could be possible that. A p- one of us traveling and not having ever done it before could mean the best case scenario for both of us, and I think that there was a lot of, like at the time I couldn't explain it because it's never happened. I had no evidence to be like, oh look, this person did it, and their relationship got better, or I had no reference point for us because we'd never really none been us, apart.
1: None of us have a reference. Yeah, point.
0: and like it's just not normal in the world, like. Most of the time if somebody goes and travels it's deemed like You don't care about your partner or you're selfish and I've had friends who've had that experience and their entire Partners families turned against them and they have all this judgment on them and so I think it was like going on a limb and like believing that and Asking you to believe that as well. And so anyway, actually like that day kept on going and like a few hours later there was for you like this shift or like a light bulb moment of I don't know of what was going on underneath. That same day. Yeah.
1: Well, it it, it really did change in that conversation we had at the bar. Like, like obviously I wasn't very um, just because we had like, after that conversation it wasn't like oh that's it fixed, but as we just. I think as we just went walked around, did our thing in the city, it just exposed me. And, made, and obviously made me think a little bit more about like what it could look like for us. And don't get me wrong, there was there was, there was a bit of acceptance after that, and then um, less resistance. But then obviously that was just the start of it. That was what February
0: twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah. So, but we we were that went on till about mm. November.
0: And I remember you acknowledged as well that there was part of you that maybe felt that you wanted some level of that in your own life, but it wasn't accessible to you at this point in time because a part of you does love to travel and will always be, like, adventure-driven. And to kind of, like, um, see that I was going to pursue that reflected – it was like a projection, like, you – were confronted with like my life right now isn't fully allowing me to do that and i don't know like to what extreme but i know that yeah you had acknowledged that it's like we're just in two different stages of life
1: yeah i think I i thought to myself that i was instilling down phase because my job requires me to be somewhere be a place at a certain time and, like, obviously having a uh, brick and mortar business is very, like, you have to be here. You can't leave. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, I was like, oh, man, like, uh, that's it. I'm done. I can't do that stuff anymore. And there's a, uh, a bit of jealousy, in a way. Because I found myself... I still, to this day, truly think that I am my true self when I travel. So it's like, for me, I it was it was confronting me i would never get in touch with my uh myself ever again because i'm stuck here Mm. i'm always a serious guy like people see me a lot as a serious guy these days but no one no one really not many people today know me as a guy that um that went traveling like all the friends i met traveling like they they sort of got the real me Mm. so when it came to people I like meet now they just think I'm the business serious intimidating guy but really I don't think that's me I also don't think so um, I think it was I was challenged with like alright you will never be that way but Nicole will be able to and it's like fuck and that caused a lot of um. yeah it felt uneasy for me just knowing that like oh I actually am losing myself
0: Mm.
1: And it came yeah. down a whole journey from like for like the past 12 months, it's almost it's basically in 12 months now. Past 12 months, I'm like just on this journey now to just mm. finding myself. Mm. Yeah, well, and what well, I've traveled twice since that conversation, thinking about both of us have actually. Yeah, like you went to Malaysia and Thailand, and I went to Vietnam and Thailand. Mm. So we traveled twice since that conversation. I think it's it's change now heaps
0: yeah and i think it's what also happens like when we don't when we aren't really growing and we see someone else who's really growing really fast you sort of like project your own fears or inadequacies on them and Hundred yeah like you see it with friendship groups and how like you know yeah, if you're elevating now. and you're doing new things like you find that your circles change very quickly and we we've, we've both experienced that and i think it's the very same thing like if you are struggling to really feel joyful or happy or celebrate someone else who's doing really well you're see, what you're seeing is them in their element them knowing who they are and going after it and then being successful as a byproduct of knowing who they are and going after the things that align for them mm. whereas for you projects that it highlights like that maybe you don't like where you are and you don't know what you want. And it like, it's just that very confronting reality. And so I think that's like one of the things that has rubbed off in the past 12 months that you're now on this path because you've been in proximity with like someone who has found a level of clarity and is doing it. And it's forced you to, you, you had two choices. Like you could have gone bitter and you could have been like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's like projecting all of that on me but you chose to like express love and support through releasing me to do what I want, but also um, turn that to yourself as like an opportunity to explore yourself and why those feelings came up for you. And now to be like, you know, finding your own path in your own career brand lifestyle and values is like it's made it's not just like made our relationship much more richer and fuller, but it's like, we are still individuals who know who we are in our relationship. And that's what I think, like, because we're clear on who we are, we're willing to have a conversation. We're not projecting. We're just like, we're just sharing in life. And again, life just keeps aligning the path. Like we just so happen to both want to go to the same place at the, you know right time or we both want to go to a business retreat at the same time and it's like none of the things that we've done even travel related was sort of like forced it was just like even if money wasn't there to support us at the time we decided we valued it individually and then life just kept going well here's the opportunity mm. is there any other is there any question you want to ask me before we <laughs> wrap up
1: what's the well? what's the hardest part for you about this whole thing i don't think i've really asked you that
0: like anything <laughs> or in our or- relationship oh um i think obviously it will be will always be like the prox the physical proximity i think even when the past month i've been like i've given my keys back to my apartment and i've just been couch surfing everywhere there are days weeks where i'm like physically away where it's like an hour or so drive away and just that distance can feel really hard to not know that, uh, to not be able to like, just drive down the road or to know that I'll run into you at the gym or something like that. So I think the physical proximity makes a big difference because I, even if I'm quite independent, I don't need like physical, I don't know, like contact in a while it's like a part of you just registers that you feel more alone almost or more isolated when you don't have the option to just go down the road, like the option is removed. And so for me, that would be the hardest part um, because yeah, like I like hanging out and being able to just see you whenever I want to and stuff like that. I think emotionally maybe the hardest part is not also not knowing how it will be because we can hypothesize what we can potentially do to like keep in touch and to make sure things are somewhat consistent but I think it's like the trust thing and I wouldn't say it's like hard like negative hard but I think it's the discomfort of our relationship is going to go through a lot like a really intentional growth period in the next few months and being open to the discomfort around that is so necessary So, I think that is probably... It's not hard, but it's, like, um, just a lot of uncertainty. Like, we don't know how we'll weather the storm, but we know it'll be, like, the commitment to weather the storm that will make it worthwhile as well.
1: Mm. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any words of encouragement for people that... uh, Or any individuals in relationships that... Uh, thinking of doing something crazy quite un-
0: <laughs> <laughs> unconventional irrational yeah no i think like i've had many conversations and i know you have with people who are in who ha- are just so curious and intrigued by this whole thing that's happening um and i think there's always going to be an element of every partnership where a person wants to do something but they feel that They're obligated to another, like to what they've already committed to. So the, maybe it's the plan of what you and your partner have set or the, just the tendencies like, oh, he gets mad if I do this or she gets upset if I even think about doing that. And, you know, I think it doesn't serve your partner to assume those things about them, even if in the past they had a reaction to it. I think you always, not that we're relationship experts, but (laughs) from my experience like you always want to assume the best about your partner and assume that they've grown or assume that they want to grow and assume that they want what's best for your relationship and if they don't see it like to just commit to a conversation that's open to discuss like how might it be the best case scenario that you're happy with the job that you choose or you're happy um pursuing that thing even if it's you know whatever like it's unconventional or not in the plan and I think it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay for your relationship to not look conventional there are many times that like on the outside I or you could have like let it be like a whole story about protecting our image around oh there must something must be wrong because I don't know like <laughs> she doesn't want to stay here <laughs> or something like that but it's like again not letting that be play any part in the way that we live our lives because i think the way that relationships are meant to be and the way individuals are meant to be is to just like exist and keep existing in the best possible way individually and then let those um let the things that align align so you know like you wanting to do something With your career or with your brand me wanting to be more visible on social media like those things don't have to be a problem they only start to be a problem if we use like other people's perceptions to guide Mm, the standard but instead like form your own standards like if your partner wants to do something like work hard to find a way to let that be okay because you know that them doing what aligns to them Is actually the best version of them in the world and it's like it comes with a risk like an openness to risk that yeah they will change if they do something they've never done before but they're really passionate about but that's like not a bad thing like if I grow and I have a bigger perspective of the world we have to choose to believe that that is gonna benefit us and not have to know exactly how it benefits us but to just believe that the best version of the other is always going to be, you know, like the best case scenario. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you're if you are feeling something that you want to do and you're worried about what your partner's going to say, just like it's it's more it's more honorable or it's an expression of honor to them and respect to them to give them a chance to have the conversation than to assume based on how they reacted in the past or something yeah yeah that's what I would say
1: kill the noise
0: how about you any last words
1: just that <laughs> just hear just hear the other person out kill the noise because none of that really matters at the end of the day I do think that really is, is just uh, well there's two people in a relationship so why why get so caught up in other people's perspectives because I think it goes back down to that, uh, the social expectation of like getting married, getting, having kids, getting a house, yada, 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 all that stuff. Can You can easily get carried away and like, oh no, that wasn't part of the plan. I don't really know any other couple that does this. It's pretty unconventional, but there's not really a thing to brag about or anything. I guess it's just more so like, yeah, we actually don't know. We don't have a reference point and yeah. I think every everyone's relationship is different. Every dynamic is different. So don't really judge your own book by other people's covers. Hmm?
0: Like don't the, judge.
1: Don't judge your Oh, own like Use their standards don't use for your relationship. Don't use other people's standards for your own.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. All
1: right.
0: All right good chat. Thanks for tuning in this week. If anything I said in this episode resonated with you, send me a message on Instagram or screenshot and share it on your story. Don't forget to tag me at underscore N-I-C-O-L triple A-Y. I love getting to know you and your story, so don't be a stranger. Lastly, help me get this message out to others just like you who might just need to hear it today. All you need to do is like and leave a review so this podcast gets seen by the many women who need to hear this message. Who knows who we might reach together. Don't forget to check out the links in the description box. Thank you for tuning in this week and I'll catch you next time.
1: Bye.